0: Uh, Wednesday here, Thursday for you, the episode 111, so grab yourself a refreshment, get your posture up, and let's have a great show, (coughs) yeah, all right, we got a lot to talk about today, a whole lot. First, thanks to the sponsors, Patreon.com slash RedHawkAcademy. All sorts of content. Years and years of content up there. And uh, and then we got Phillips Law, ladies and gentlemen. One billion plus one for their clients. Trusted and recommended since 1993. Over 1,800 Google reviews. Official partners of the Arizona Cardinals and ASU Sun Devils. You need Phillips. And they have an official call line. have an attorney available exclusively for our audience family and friends for any legal advice free of charge so welcome in and today our guest is my buddy nate and joko and everyone knows my two favorite drugs in the world are the cannabis plant and caffeine and i've uh recent in the recent years been getting a lot more into actual good coffee quality coffee quality beans quality espresso and same for the cannabis nowadays there's just so much just cheap shit, and they just want quant- quantity over quality and they're willing to just put whatever on it uh to make just big big amounts so we got a lot to talk about today we're going to talk about MMA we're going to talk about um what's going on and then we're going to talk about some some coffee because my boy Nate here just opened up Bully Brew which is right by our gym here and it's this freaking beautiful coffee shop it's like a dream to have a shop like that one day but also you got foods foods quality foods bre- breakfast sandwiches and it's just a good vibe you and your wife did it and it looked like it was quite a—I mean almost a risk taking that taking that because that's a nice complex um and it looks like you guys almost had it open for a long time, and it just was not opening. You could probably pull this mic up close to you, Mike, and then talk into that blue uh, light. Okay. And you can move the bottom of that. Sorry. Good.
1: Yes, we've definitely had our signs up for quite some time over there.
0: Yeah, and I was like, what the hell's going on with this place? And then I finally met you, and then uh, you guys are about to open. Literally this beautiful coffee shop. If you're, if you're in um, Peoria glendale area bully brew great beans and uh it flooded the day before you were supposed to open
1: yeah so uh i mean there's a there's quite the backstory before all that happened uh, uh-huh. a lot happened um but yeah the the day before we you know we were we we're geared up we we're trying to get everything um you know in line for county this is like...
0: yeah yeah no keep, that's, keep going
1: that's the big one right You got that final health inspection mm-hmm. and uh so we got uh, we got the, our final health inspection scheduled, and the guy from county comes in, and they're the ones that tell you, okay, you pass, you check all the boxes, you can open and do business. So we got that passed. I think it was May eighteenth, and um, uh, at eleven thirty four p.m., a uh, fire sprinkler exploded and flooded the shop. So everything Fuck. was brand new. Yeah, all the all the machinery, you know. I don't know if anyone knows what those things cost, but those machines are not cheap. Espresso machines, refrigerators, grinders, uh, all the cabinetry,
0: and a real a real espresso machine on average, maybe for a shop like yours, is going to run around ten to fifteen thousand for the espresso machine itself, mm-hmm. and then maybe for the grinder around five thousand.
1: Yeah, for I mean, our, for a good grinder, you know, three to five thousand. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can you can get away with some others. I mean, we've got. We've got a little bit of both. We've got one, you know, it's like about a grand, and another one, it's about 4000 So That's the this, one that you see that weighs itself, you know, weighs out the shots every time.
0: Was this you and your wife's first coffee shop you've opened?
1: Uh, second, uh, we had... So we started back in... My gosh, is it seven years ago now? Um, started in uh, farmer's markets. Uh, you know, it actually kind of started in our house, you know, where, where a lot of businesses start. You start doing something... For yourself and then friends are like hey man that's really good can i have some of that like, all, all right. right you know brew a gallon of coffee for your friend They're like hey my friend tried it can i get a gallon for them I'm like okay next thing you know in about two weeks you're you're brewing 10 gallons of coffee for all your friends and you're and, giving it away
0: and you're brewing cold brew
1: that's what it started on yes yeah.
0: so, so when you were doing the farmers markets you didn't have like a coffee cart or an espresso machine at the time you were just brewing up cold brew and just selling just cold brews at the coffee shop
1: yeah cold Sweet. brew cold brew out of a tent um had some flavors, you know, started playing around with flavors and creamers and um, just kind of learned as we went uh, what what the people wanted and just kind of went went the, the direction that, you know, if they wanted a certain flavor and people, you started hearing things over and over, you're like, all right, we'll try that and you do it. And and it just grew and grew and here we are. We had a, so you say, uh, this was our second shop. Our first shop was uh, from 51st Avenue in the uh, 101. It was a salon building. There's like 40 salons in there, you know, people that do hair, nails, makeup, all that stuff. And there was a little 98 square foot like kitchen with a bar top, mm-hmm. threw an espresso machine in there, a couple of refrigerators. And my wife ran that solo for, I think, three years.
0: And how much rent was that for that space? It was like
1: 500 bucks.
0: 500 bucks a month. That and that's water, what...
1: utilities, everything.
0: And so for three years, that's pretty badass. So three years, put an espresso machine in there and probably just got the hang of just serving coffees. She did. She did.
1: Uh, you know, I still, I actually still uh, have another job. I work for my dad during the day, but... Uh, it's it's the kind of job that I can work from my shop, you know Hop on the computer and do some trades and stuff
0: And were you guys like I know your wife is but passionate about the coffee and stuff and about learning about it And then what made you have the confidence to pull the trigger on such a big nice place and just like really take the risk Like what made you have the confidence for that?
1: So really the the coffee The whole reason we're in the, the coffee would be my wife um, she grew up in Oklahoma, uh, in in the Tulsa area, and she spent a lot of time with her grandfather. Um, and you know, it was leave school, you know, oh, I'm not feeling good. Grandpa would come pick me up and they go hang out and they go drink coffee at some local, you know, greasy spoon out there. And so her love of coffee was born, um, in Oklahoma with her grandfather. And it's something that stuck with her. And I mean, I can't even tell you how many years ago she started talking about, you know, my dream would be to own a coffee shop and it was never anything. It was just, you know, people got dreams and Mm -hmm. they start talking about them. Not in a million years, I think, yeah, we'll probably own a coffee shop someday.
0: But then you guys didn't end up like you went from that small little space to something just huge.
1: Yeah. Not on purpose. We, um, it's funny. We, we went down several paths. You know, you think you're, you're loading up a tent and tables and coolers and ice and all these things every week and you go and you set up over the weekend, you know, two or three different farmer's markets. And it's fun, man. Like my kids grew up, you know, during their, their childhood, uh, hanging out at farmer's markets on the weekends. And um, so you go from that and you start thinking, okay, I need to get a cart or I need to get a trailer. So we actually went down the, the, the trailer route a few times, want to build a coffee trailer or, you know, get one of those retired FedEx trucks and turn it into a coffee truck and um, had actually started that process, I think two or three times and every time something happened that put a stop to it and it was something different every time and the park west thing we did their farmer's market for years and they actually reached out to us one day and they're like hey you want to you know maybe look at getting to a, a spot in our shop in our uh, shopping center and we're like us like this like the, you guys are looking for us like okay so we just started exploring it and it we started off going like there's no way we're in this tiny little spot we're doing farmers markets we can't do this um but we decided to explore it anyway because you don't know until you
0: yeah until and, you look into it i mean it, there's so. no really good especially quality i mean they're putting like black rock just the shitty places there but actually quality coffee uh bully brew so is the bully brew like is it a um a franchise
1: no no it's just this one spot we've actually been reached out to by a couple people to see if uh, we do want a franchise and one of those things that's probably on the list that i don't even know about yet it's down the road you but know? i swear
0: there i thought there was bully brews in other places
1: so there is uh what is that north dakota i think mm. there's one in north dakota and maybe minnesota i think somewhere yeah. and it's it is called bully brew and we did see them when we were you know trying to figure out our name we went through a lot of different uh, names and uh we found you know we landed on bully brew we've got bulldogs pit bulls mm-hmm. um, we like dogs we're we're animal people but that's how that name was so we did see them um, we're like you know shouldn't be too big of any, a deal they're they're way north like we're not going to get confused turns out we do we get emails you know through our website like hey i want to order some coffee i'm in fargo like i'm pretty sure you got the wrong spot but i'll send you some coffee
0: back here. uh and this is a uh, joko this is nate's friend and he would say he he's being humble but he's probably a black belt when it comes to coffee um so yeah. how long you've been studying about coffee and coffee beans and how long has it been
2: yeah. in your life so coffee is been uh, one of those things that i'm costa rican from costa rica I, i'm adopted my parents are from michigan um but if you're costa rican you're gonna have coffee in your blood right you start drinking coffee since you're like four years old and uh, put a little milk in there put a little sugar in there and then, um you hit those 11, uh, eleven twelve, and you're drinking black coffee, right so it's always in your blood um, and but I didn't really f- fall in love with coffee until probably like fifteen years ago, sixteen years ago, um, when my sister older sister she uh she was deep into coffee, and she every christmas when she came from from college she brings in coffee and you know does some uh, testings and, and and talks about the beans talks about the regions and, and varietals of coffee and all that and you know it got a really an interest in, in me but i was never going to be working in coffee i was you know I, I studied international business i wanted to be in the corporate and then i went for political science you know and i love politics and but never really wanted to have a business in coffee and then when i moved to arizona uh Seven years ago i I found that Arizona was lacking a little bit in the in the coffee side of it, and that's how I got into it. But deep, deep in coffee, yeah, seven years of getting to know every aspect of it, you know, the things that we don't we don't see, the things behind the scenes, you know, uh, farmers, uh, what's what's life with the farmers? you know what I was always really interested in knowing the journey from getting that seed on the ground. And then all the way to the cup that, that, you, that you have,
0: right? and and it, d- does it matter even how quality the soil is? Even oh my goodness, yeah. And then when yeah. it comes to beans, like some somewhere like Starbucks, where they're doing so many so much mass beans, are some coffee beans sprayed with pesticides?
2: You sh- shouldn't. A lot of these countries are have a strict laws when it comes to coffee. So in fact, we we almost say when people ask, do you have organic coffee? all coffee is organic. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know Costa Rica bans everything that has to do with pesticides in coffee.
0: What would make it not organic, putting pesticides on it? Uh,
2: yeah, so there's there's a couple of threats in, in coffee, in the coffee industry in the world. One of them is this little beetle. It's called, in Spanish, it's called broca. I can't remember that word in English. It's a little beetle, and they reproduce like a bitch. I mean, they just reproduce so much. And some farms, they go to, you know, to the extent of adding some organic pesticides, but you see the word pesticide and immediately not organic, right? Um, now there's like other ways to prevent this beetle from, you know, consuming all coffee in the world. Um, but, um, but yeah, that would be the only reason why
0: what, like what compared to say the quality of your guys's beans and the beans that you really love and or- because you said they get in season too the yeah. seasons change yeah. and there's different sorts of beans so what would be the difference between the quality of your guys's coffee beans mm-hmm. compared to the quality of a starbucks yeah. or a red rock
2: yeah yeah it's it's all about the varietal so so coffee the coffee industry is a pyramid right so you have like several layers of that pyramid the bottom of the pyramid it's and it, it happens also with wine tequilas scotches whiskeys, so all that stuff yeah. right including food you have like you know, mass-produced food, and then the quality of ingredients then gets you higher on that pyramid. Same with coffee. So coffee, there is uh, two main varietals. oh Co- coffee came from Ethiopia, right? That's the the birth of, of coffee. And um, in that, there was two, the, the, the varietals of coffee went two different ways. One went to the Robusta kind of coffee, right? The other one went to um, uh, another varietal, which is like the one we, we use. Um, the robusta coffee spreads like weeds. That that stuff you can find. I have a house in Costa Rica, and I have a bush there that I'm trying to kill. Actually, eventually died. Is robusta coffee? It just grows. Um, produces a lot of beans. The flavor is intense. It's, it's it's a it's really bad coffee, but it just produces so much. That is the kind of stuff that. Starbucks and, and Dutch Bros and all those people, they have to have, right?
0: Because it just grows. You don't need so a lot of help. It no,
2: just grows. It just grows. And just pick whatever you want and just put it out there. Um, there is a, 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 the concept of Starbucks knowing that you're going to put a bunch of syrups in there and you're going to put just it's just massive amounts of other things other than coffee. They have to have a coffee that not only is... I available you know but but also it has to be a even the roasting process to have a a coffee that can withstand like just being burned those beans if you if you see any kind of coffee that is oily you know if you see that little hopper in the the grinder you see oily that that's garbage that's so even if
0: you open up your bag of coffee beans and they're oily beans oh
2: man no really throw that shit away that that is like that is over roasted it's burned and um now we're saying, if you go anywhere in Europe, you're going to see uh, more of a lighter roast, and that's something that the U.S. is going more towards. But we're talking about varietals, right? So that's the thing that... Um, Wait, what's the word, varietals? Varietals. varietals? Varieties? Yeah, var- oh. we call it varietals. Um, there's a varietals cultivars. But what happens is that varietals are natural mutations in coffee that... And, and the story of coffee is incredible. Like, if you really start studying the, that that what it comes from and you know we know coffee comes from Ethiopia right but Ethiopian Ethiopia uh, terror like the, the the land the the weather is different than uh, Brazil right so if a plant can survive in Ethiopia it doesn't mean that it's going to survive in in Brazil so there is this natural mutations that happen in coffee and um, that that are going to be able to produce a, a good cup and also with also with 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 uh elevation stew and, and other the little factors mm-hmm. but those varietals are the ones that we we always pay attention to like um and, and also that the roasting process make sure that it's not so, a, so
0: the difference between a, some ground up folders beans that you get in a thing yeah. compared to the your guys's yeah. beans freshly ground there's just going to be a huge difference so yeah. what happens with the coffee after it's already ground up does it lose a lot of its aromas?
2: No, we actually gonna go back to the process of it. So, and that's why I, I fell in love with this because the process of picking the coffee. So back in the nineties, we were picking coffees just by 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 the bushel, right? You pick a bunch of coffee, the red, green, whatever, just picked it and then uh, they give you some cash and, now it's different laws, now we're gonna pick up just the red beans, like the really nice ripey mm-hmm. beans. Other places like Starbucks, and and they just don't have those those processing rules, right? So you get those red beans, then you go into the processing center in each country, Costa Rica, Honduras, whatever. And then you're gonna figure out what was the process you're gonna use. Are uh, you gonna use a dry process? Let's say in Costa Rica that's a drought, and um, We're not going to use a lot of water to process this coffee so all we do we put it in patios all the coffees dries and it becomes a little fermentation right a little fermented that is one process to do you know you can have the coffee the other one is just wash the coffee with with water you get everything clean out of the the actual uh bean the seed get all that stuff out and there's no fermenting taste that's the other process and there's other ones but they're the main ones after that, then you send the coffee to the roaster in the U.S. or Europe, whatever. Then there, every, every process of the coffee has a grade. So the, the higher the grade means if you have a, a, a grade coffee that was 96 in the farms, like, hey, man, this is so good. This coffee is delicious. And they have a grade, 96 grade, right? And there's a lot of tests that you do to get a grade. The roaster now that that is going to that's going to tell you how much the coffee is going to cost so if that grade was you know 30 40 and it's really bad quality coffee it's going to go cheap as hell
0: and that's where the gas stations jump in and buy that coffee and starbucks and and the place that gets just big quantities they're getting coffees that are 30 to 40 grade
2: yeah oh yeah cheap stuff Mm -hmm. really cheap stuff they get to a point where coffee gets such a good grade that now you're going to bet on it you know you can not just go buy like a, a delicious geisha or or some some varietals that are really good or some from some farms that are really producing amazing cup of coffee um there is a farm in costa rica that we went over there and uh Tonio is the farm and this guy's insane he takes care of every single plant and he has hundreds oh yeah and he goes in and, and I'm like well how do and he pays attention to not only the rain the, the dry he 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 puts like banana if it's too much rain he puts banana leaves in the ground so make sure the water just you
0: know and, and that's who you guys are getting your beans from we
2: get it from that kind of that kind of farms those kind and of level, people yeah. yeah so there is a, f- a buyer and seller we can I cannot just go and buy right Some, there's going to be a seller and this there's a lot the government's already in the whole in the world they're Making sure that, that we're not overproducing, because I mean the U.S. consumes so much coffee. You guys are—it's
0: got to be the biggest drug in the world. world is, I mean, oh yeah, in yeah. the U.S. Right?
2: Yeah. I don't know if you, know how old you are, but back in the '80s, uh, Juan Valdez. I don't know if you remember those commercials of, you know, coffee from Colombia. You know, and it was such a huge boom on coffee from Colombia in the '80s, '90s, and um, Colombia took a hit. Because they were producing so much coffee and you guys were buying so much that it took a second for them to you know recover recover uh
0: so the let's say you go to the gas station yeah. I mean just like a cheap marijuana a cheap shitty marijuana where they produced a bunch of it maybe it was sprayed with stuff you'll yeah. smoke it and you feel almost like crappy it's almost yeah. like you just smoked some anxiety yeah I wonder if it's similar with some coffees, like the, the effects of the caffeine from a very quality ninety six grade bean compared to a thirty grade bean, yeah. the effects of the caffeine.
2: It's the, it's your stomach, your acidity, it just it just punches the gut, and now you know you, you get to a point where you you like that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, like if I am in a point where if I have some some coffee like that, it just it, it hurts my stomach. It's just the, so.
1: That's the kind you gotta go drink on the toilet. Oh yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. just yeah. shitty stuff, and yeah. that's what most people. You most people don't even understand. There's levels to coffee yeah. and coffee beans. They just think, oh, I get it from gas station, or I get it from folders, or I get a great cup from McDonald's. Yeah.
2: yeah. If you if you start seeing like if you have another cup if you compare it, you can immediately see the difference, mm-hmm. and, and absolutely, and well, it, it. But doesn't mean that if you have a ninety six, you know, great coffee from the farm, it doesn't mean it's going to be great coffee in the cup. So now, the, let's say we we work with in you know, touchy, touchy coffee, which is incredible coffee from, from New York. Those guys, they buy it, right? They buy that coffee, ninety six for example. Now it's up to them to roast it well. If they roast too dark, that coffee's shit. If they roast too low, too hot to too, too, too um, um light. light, coffee's shit. Right. Mm. So so now they have a huge responsibility. That's why when people say, oh, I'm going to be a roaster, I'm like, don't good luck. Yeah. Don't be an idiot. Just let it let it give it that to the professionals, people that have done it for a long time. So now there's another rate in that. So the specialty coffee, the top, top part of coffee, we, we are sort of ruled by this association, this specialty coffee association. They set kind of rules of how we should brew this coffee, how we should uh, roast this coffee, right? This specialty coffee. And um, if you follow that, you're going to have a good cup. So let's say now the roaster, that's an incredible job, right? So they call me as a coffee shop and says, hey, Joko, you know what? I have this coffee. It was an amazing on the farm. And then we, we roasted and it's incredible. It's it's the greatest. It. it it scale. It, it scored very high, very mm-hmm. incredible. I'm like, hey, give me some samples. And sure enough, they send me some samples. And, and now,
0: where do you make your samples at, at your house?
2: Oh, uh, you know, in in my shop. So they send samples to my shop, and we have all the machines.
0: And where's your shop?
2: So I have a couple in in Phoenix and in Scottsdale. So, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: And then you kind of help advise
2: some other shops, like yes. Nate's. Yeah. So so people that are starting in the industry, yeah.
0: So what's the big difference between an espresso bean? And a normal bean,
2: none. It's really not really different. Now on. roasters sometimes they would say, "Hey, I'm going to roast something for es- for espresso." Sometimes it, it, it is not. If you roast a coffee, a medium roast, you can put it in both. There's a there's a lot of things misconceptions about coffee. Uh, there is this thing of um, French French roast or all these all these things that it was back in the 80s 90s. Those, you know, we don't have that anymore. Like that's done doesn't really exist. That's Old old way to to think about coffee. Mm. Yeah.
1: Espresso is the process. So oh. like the, the word espresso in Italian just means like pressed or like because you're forcing the water through a puck oh. and that's ground really fine and it you know it yeah. slow, slowly extracts it versus yeah. makes sense. Uh, you know drizzling water over rougher grounds is like a yeah. drip coffee.
2: But you know even then like even when I get those samples I can ruin the coffee. So I still have they have three layers to go through and my baristas if they're not trained well. And let's say now they they we have incredible coffee from 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 the, the the guy producing it all the way to the roaster. Now I get it, and my baristas are not trained on how to properly use espresso machine, how to properly use a drip. They're gonna ruin your coffee.
0: So even because each each bean is gonna, do you have to switch your uh, your machine around a little bit with when it comes to each bean to get it right?
2: The settings, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all about the the, the grind setting about the how much input so let's say we, we work in the coffee industry we work with ratios right so we have one to two ratios one to whatever ratios and with that um yeah you have to adjust the settings you know
0: yeah i mean i started i started just kind of doing good better coffee with the aeropress and then now i moved mm, to yeah. a, a Gaggia classic oh, machine shit. wow just at my house and i really i really love it like i fucking love that machine and then this new machine i'm going to get for the coffee shop it's a pretty nice one i'll show it to you after this and see what you think of it but how important is it to have just a good grinder in a oh, good machine
2: oh dude gosh. everything it's absolutely amazing. everything yeah. yeah um yeah like would, would you say
0: the gagia yeah. classic for a home machine is like a good good one
2: yeah, yeah one of the ogs in the industry mm-hmm. really total respect yeah mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: 100%. A and the grinders, some like are those underrated? Like you need a good grinder.
2: Yeah, I would
1: say. I no. mean, um you know, you just you need a good set of burrs in there. You know, um mm-hmm. something that can be finely adjusted, you know. I think we're we're talking hundredths of a millimeter or something on on the machine that we're using. Is that a it's a Malconic mm-hmm. is the brand that we use. Yeah. Um but like like he was saying we go in every single morning and we're there an hour before open and if we're it, whether it's a new bean or even if it's yesterday's beans uh, that we're still using you know those beans change over time once they're out of that that bag uh they're they're degassing the whole time so yeah, the that- bean is changing every day and so we go in and we redial it and we we do like a like a sommelier would with wine or tequila or whatever we're sipping it and we're aerating it and we're trying to get the bitterness out of it the sourness the saltiness and you try to get to that perfect uh that the center of the compass you know Mm -hmm. um so
0: yes because like if you bought a big thing of folders and it's already ground up and you get it home it's got to be missing a lot of shit i mean the benefits of the coffee bean itself it's Mm got to be fucking lacking
1: not to mention did that thing sit on the shelf for six weeks or six months Mm -hmm. or probably I don't know yeah Yeah, a lot of times like anything you're buying from costco or off the shelf probably sat in a warehouse for Half a year at least, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they're just producing so much of it and just backlining it on shelves, and then they'll just ship it out of the warehouse and we get fresh order every week.
0: Are uh, coffee trailers and coffee stuff legal in AZ? they're legal just to have if you if you're if you know the owner of a complex or something they'll let you park a park yeah something and get going. it's just
1: like a farmer's market you know you find you, you find connections to to different markets and events you know food truck fridays something like that mm-hmm. um yeah and you know there's there's some stuff you got to do with the uh you know corporation commission and like you gotta you gotta have a business you gotta have uh you know a mobile
2: food permit is one of the things um
0: a food permit even if it's just coffee
2: oh yeah, yeah. even by, by city too if you have, have a um one of those mobile you have to get permits for each city. You cannot you don't have like a, a a blanket one for the whole state. You have to get every city. If you if you are in Tempe, you cannot just go to Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. You got to get a permit also in Scottsdale uh, mm. to be able to operate.
0: Yeah, so no Yeah, issue. for for the listeners out there the co- the coffee is just a hell of a drug and if you try some quality stuff and start thinking about the co- uh, coffee and maybe Maybe ask your coffee shop where their roaster is or where they get their beans from, and you try some good coffees. You, I, f- I feel like you really will see the difference.
2: Yeah. Always ask. Also, when was it roasted? You uh-huh. know, you want a week, two weeks. There's there's some amazing coffees that I had for a, like a month, but you, you you don't want too fresh and you don't want too, you know, too old up. Okay. Good to know.
0: Well, we got some big fights coming up this weekend. Uh, the Usman and Chimaev. Um, goddamn. Usman's a beast for taking that fight on short notice. First fight at 185 to two weeks notice against Chemayev. I don't know how he's going to get it done. I mean, if he can really wrestle hard and he can force Kamzat to take two, three, four shots and shut him down, now Kamzat's going to be forced to box with Usman. That's going to be his best bet. But does Usman have the gas tank to shut down those those takedowns early on? Because I really feel like Kamzat's going to sprint at him sprint at him and for, force those wrestling scrambles and anyone who's been in the combat sports knows that will take your gas tank real quick and the same thing for volk boy do i hope volk wins i'd love to see him fucking catch islam and you watch the embedded and it looks like he has the confidence that he's gonna be able to but again after stuffing three four shots maybe getting taken down a couple times and having to work back to your feet your energy your z- uh your energy gets zapped especially taking fights on short notice so I'm looking forward to it this weekend and then uh also a rumor it's Jake Paul versus Masvidal um that's interesting fight that's a fucking interesting fight and you know what people are going to hate about it but it depends how many rounds maybe eight rounds but right now eight round fight I feel like it might be I think it probably will be Jake Paul's toughest fight I think Tommy Fury is still uh, still a tough fight but I think Jake Paul could has a chance to beat Masvidal in a boxing match uh looks like Masvidal has been training a little bit hitting mitts and shit uh so that'll be an interesting fight there last night I was watching uh Wim Hof vlog and I actually messaged him on Instagram to see if we could go do a vlog with him but that'll be fucking scary doing a vlog with Wim Hof you That'd know who he cool. is oh yeah I love him and he I've watched other vlogs of people going to his house and they uh he wakes him up 6.30 a.m. He he forces them into some uncomfortable situations just, with just that cold. Just of shorts out into the snow. Right? Just, yeah, all sorts of shit. So I'll definitely have to train for that.
1: You cold plunge, right?
0: Yes, I do cold plunge. Life-changing. Yeah, and that'll be it's scary for people. It is scary for people. But I think it, after you've fought a lot, because I've had, um, I think, about 33 MMA fights once you have these MMA fights MMA fights are fucking scary because you don't know what's going to happen and maybe you sign a contract and in six weeks you're going to fight this guy say when I was 22 years old I was fighting a Russian who was 23 and one as a professional and I knew in six weeks this guy's going to fly from Russia and I'm going to be locked in a cage with him and fight him so you got to battle a bunch of demons and you got to be disciplined on your diet and you got to be hungry then you got to go fight this guy And after you do that so many times it makes things like that a little less scary just because you've been been through stuff like that which is good also been uh watching love island love island it's a juicy show (laughs) it's a fucking juicy show and it's they, they they get they talk to each other through this wall most people know what love island is and then they propose and then they get to see each other and with this one couple it's like they see each other and it's just the guy tell the guys maybe a little bit insecure and he's like really he like kisses really weird and he kind of throws her off i'm like fuck! what happens in a relationship like father john was saying you're supposed to have you're supposed to wait till marriage before you have sex what happens if the sex is so bad and that girl has a decent little body count in the past and just always thinks about how good the sex was with her ex then you run into man. a tricky situation. What oh, do you do? Damn. What do you do?
1: I don't think there's anything you can Joko. do. It's nothing you can do, man. Wow, that's what could it stuff, work?
0: Man. Could you? Could it work? If everything else is pretty good in, in your guys' relationship, but
2: there's just the sex is just like not good. And with a previous partner, it was really good. Oh man, your converse you know that that uh, conversations and that communication skills have to be on point you know because you're gonna have to bring it up at some point yeah that communication skills man you got to kill the game there
0: you know? yeah, yeah the communication shit is fucking you have brutal.
2: to yeah you have to yeah.
0: so this was uh chael son commenting on former title challenger chael son and weighs in on the ufc split with usada and he says you've got you got to have a clean sport but what you don't need to have if you're function like usada is have anyone you know you have anyone know you exist they want to do such a big deal you are not a speaker you are not a thinker you are not a drug tester you are not a scientist somewhere you got this role just keep the suit on and take the role the customer ufc didn't announce they were going to go in a different direction, which means it wasn't there yet it's all part of negotiation when tiger comes out with his statement and buries the ufc i'm left to wonder was he trying to damage to his his own client or was he trying to negotiate he might have thought I'm in the middle of a negotiation I've got a Hail Mary pass left and that is to get the media and have the media put pressure on the organization to bring them back to me He might have thought that he's not a thinker this guy this this is not a smart guy so they are going to do some drug testing but just not with USADA it's going to be a a different one I was hoping they'd just fucking let it rip and go no drug testing <laughs> but then you got young kids it's like young kids getting into it and then it's unhealthy and then everyone because if if they did do no USADA and you weren't on some sort of supplements you're at a disadvantage you get on some fucking good supplements some illegal ones now you can train three times a day and recover and when you can put in that many more hours on the mat or in the in in the cage it's sparring training you're gonna be fucking
2: way better it's a fine line right
1: yeah I think it was what Craig Jones he said you need the right balance of autism and steroids yeah to be (laughs) be, talking about Gordon (laughs) Ryan yeah
0: (laughs) yeah but uh, again if it if you're in 35 36 years old 37 and you're in the UFC competing with these 21 year olds and then you get your testosterone checked and it's 200 levels or 300 levels it's like you're at a big disadvantage and then is it cheating if you get your testosterone to normal level, 800, 900, where those 21-year-olds are at? Mm-hmm. So it is a big disadvantage for the older guys, but that's what you're signing up for,
2: you know? so. I do have a question, though. You, you're, yeah. you, you're, um, you invited someone to the show, has no idea about MMA. That, uh-huh. I'm really young in it, right? Yeah, And I'm, I'm interested in now, you know? But one, the question that I always have is, the, the level of smack talk that you do before the show right you have to sell the fight right number two questions one the amount of smack that you talk and and the trash you do to the other opponent is that a does that affect you a little bit mentally and that way you have to you know reciprocate that level of aggressiveness in in the talk before way before the game before
0: like if they get personal and say talk about your family do you feel like you have to talk about their family yeah yeah i mean yeah that's the thing in all the fights that have been the biggest with the biggest build-up yeah the people have talked about their family and brought their family and they brought religion into it yeah. like with connor and Look Habib, oh, yeah and then even dylan Dennis and logan paul's fiance brought yeah. that into it so it sucks you never want to get to that level where you're bringing in family into it but to have a huge fight where everyone's tense and they just want to see what happens and they just want to see someone get fucked up but still it's like do you yeah. do you really want to bring it there
2: you do you say, do you do that just for the fight? Or do you truly believe that about, you know, like. Everyone's
0: different. Everyone's different. The smart guys will not get emotionally attached to anything that's said. Like the high level people. Like Cerrone.
1: Cerrone never really fell into that.
0: I mean, yeah, he didn't. He didn't too bad. And then, uh, but when he'd get in the cage, you could tell his emotions would take over. And that was his downfall in his really big moments. Mm -hmm. Even his last fight, we were in the locker room with him and he was just like he looked so scared and uncomfortable like he did not want to fight and the high high level guys that are in the top three in the championships they they usually don't let emotions come into play yeah but even with aljo when he fought sean last i feel like the crowd did affect him all the pressure all the the press conference everyone yelling at him him having to turn in turn into this person that he's really not i feel like in the fight it did affect him a little bit it held him back and he wasn't other people he'd sprint right at him sprint right at him force him take him down i also think the game plan that we had helped with that but yeah that that if you can get a, po- a opponent mo- emotional then you want to get them emotional really? for sure in the big show regardless they, they're, they're going to load up a little bit more they're going to be a little bit tense in their shots they're not going to be thinking super tactically and technically they're going to be thinking i want to hurt you yeah so at a high level if you can get a person emotional and yeah. you do it, and and a good way to get a person emotional is bring their family into
2: it. Mm-hmm. Shit, yeah. But so it's, it's a it's a massive physical thing, and and all of you guys are monsters. Like just looking at you, I'll, I'll shit my pants. Mm-hmm. But all of you guys are the same, right? Monsters. So now the competition is in tactical and mental, as you were saying. Like, not I don't I don't know if you guys get scared before a fight, but it, there's gotta be a, a level of something either trash talk or maybe you see the training videos or, or something about the opponent and that is that changed like the the mental
0: oh yeah know? i mean dude majority of it probably eight eighty percent of it probably is just mental it's a it's a huge battle and every negative thing that comes into your mind or every time you see a video your guy doing something
2: yeah
0: yeah you got to battle it in your mind you got to know how to counter it and stuff and everyone everyone's got a little sense of i'm scared okay but you got to get your confidence from training training hard training with good people pushing yourself and then when you get in the cage it's it's what you do every day but the mental battle the week of the fight the day of the fight especially if the fight before that didn't go your way and maybe you were really ready for that fight you were prepared mentally everything was perfect and it didn't go your way maybe you got knocked out maybe a bone broke something bad happened so now the next fight everything's going your way again being able to focus on what you can control and focus and bring yourself back to that moment and not think about what happened in the last fight and not worry too much about what's going to happen after this fight because there's a lot of pressure on guys because most fighters right now are making if you show up you get whatever it is 20,000 or 30,000 if you win you get another 20 and 30,000 so now there's money on the line so there's a lot of pressure there and then a lot of people too if you lose two two in a row then that third one you're probably going to get cut and then you don't have a job anymore and you just dedicated your life this martial art Damn. to get to this UFC to this bit this big show and now it's like one fight away from yeah. getting cut and having to start all over Damn. so all those things that you're battling in your mind but you have to be able to ignore them and bring yourself like where you're at and focus on what you can control and that's way easier said than done
2: comes to the coach so I mean
0: the coach can help the yeah. coach can help but again it's going to be the fighter wow. yeah damn it's fucking crazy it's a crazy yeah. crazy sport yeah. uh John Eblen sounds off John Eblen's the uh Bellator or yeah Bellator 185 champion he sounds off after Gordon Ryan suggests MMA should allow athletes to be on steroids and he says there's a reason your health sucks and I agree I mean. That cannot be good for your liver and your health, just blasting yourself with steroids. But there's got to be a way, because there's got to be a way that you can do some peptides or where they can do a test where they monitor your levels to where they're not over a certain level. And it's going to be more beneficial for your health than not. But a lot of these things in combat sports are illegal. Just like everything, though, is if you fucking abuse it, it's going to be bad for you. Um,. What else we got here conor mcgregor and canelo alvarez trade barbs over potential fight i'll kick you raw pink yeah conor was uh blabbing at canelo alvarez and that would be a big payday fight but i feel like that would be a fight where conor got really knocked out bad cold just canelo's big he's he's a lot younger than Floyd he's a lot different style than Floyd Floyd has these brittle hands he's broken his hands so many times so he doesn't he's not going in there to fucking crack people and KO him because he doesn't want to break his hands a lot so a lot of the times he's going in there to outpoint these guys and just get paid Canelo Alvarez he looks healthy and he he swings at guys to kill him and that would not be a very good fight for Connor I don't believe damn what else we got my wife has terminal illness. She wants to have sex with her ex one last time. <laughs> what do you do?
2: What do you do, boys? What do you do, Joko? Damn, man. That's holy crap. It's like it's like when you're in a deathbed and, and you have to make the, the, the A heartbroken
0: husband. husband says his wife's Damn. dying wish was to sleep with her ex one more time. Uh my wife has terminal disease. She projected to live at least at to live at most nine months i am of course destroyed we've been together for a decade i don't remember life without her and i don't know what i'm going to do when she's gone i have been doing my best to make the last days of her life good and grant whatever she wished he explained that his wife would need a wheelchair for four or five months and then she would be bedridden if she didn't decline faster to add to the man's sadness over losing his wife she reportedly asked him if she could be be with the most physical compatible lover she's ever had <sighs> her former it's a kick in the it's up, it's it's kick in the balls man
1: yeah yeah sure how, have fun see you
0: how much do man. you love your wife that's what i'd ask I that do. guy
2: do you really love her yeah then, le- then let her have a fucking run pay all those bills what do you, do you say yes or no joko i you know this this is a question for nate he has a she, he has a, a wife
0: if, if if mariah said that to me i would say you gotta do it <laughs> It's your, are you serious? Like, I love you. I want you to be happy and you're about to die and that's what you want. Yeah, but what of if she doesn't?
2: She doesn't die? What if yeah. she doesn't? It pulled through somehow. See,
0: that's what I'm talking about with these part. That's w- w- with a woman who's had a ton of previous partners. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> Can she be honest with you? It's like, that's tough. But I mean, if you, if your wife's terminally ill and she's going to die, she wants to have sex I mean, how much do you love her? If you really love
2: her, you'll let her do it. That's what I think. I, I got to. You have to make sure that it's for reals. Is she's gone? You know, like mm-hmm. otherwise oh. you're. Then yeah. what? Then she doesn't leave. <laughs> oh man, I'm outies. I mean, I... <laughs> uh, Joko is outies. I'm outies.
0: Okay. Uh, a fight announcement here: Cody Garbrandt will take on Brian Kelleher at UC 296, December 16th. That's a way better fight than for Cody Garbrandt. Cody was gonna have to fart uh fight Mario and Mario was gonna probably fuck him up probably finish him I when, when I saw Cody versus Mario I was like damn what a bad fight for Cody right now but Cody versus uh Brian Kelleher that's a good match um Brian Kelleher really can't really crack a grape with his punches but he's a good grappler um that's a that's a very competitive match I believe Islam Makachev on Instagram today I was asked to, in one of my interviews, can Habib come back and beat Strickland? I can say with confidence that he would easily do it. Almost three years have passed since Habib finished his career, but never misses a workout. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Alec Vol- Volkanovsky has revealed that he weighed 180 pounds when he got the call to fight Islam Makhachev at UFC 294. Volkanovsky confirms he still intends to fight Ilya Topuria. At ufc 297 in january despite fighting islam at ufc 294 this weekend damn that's pretty badass so he's 180 pounds he needs to weigh 155 scratch weight so Jeez. 25 pounds that's pretty well 25 pounds if you haven't been dieting clean that's going to be a good little cut if, if you've been kind of dieting clean, i mean 25 pounds that's pretty average for most guys
2: how long would it take you to lose it
0: it, well it's going to have to take him about 13 days yeah <laughs> 13 days but a lot of it's going to be a water cut though a lot of it's going to be just cutting the water and then filling back up but still those cuts those are nasty
1: i mean i've seen videos i've never had to go through anything like that i know no kind of being in in this, these circles you know you, you know some people that have done it and it is nasty, brutal. I mean, there's guys that are passing out on scales. Yeah. People have been had to carry it up to the scale Damn. and held up because they can barely stand up.
0: Yeah. I feel like everyone should have to go through a weight cut in their life and Damn. just be starving and thirsty and not be able to do it. You still got to wait another day or two days and you're starving, you're thirsty. It just does something to you. It makes you grow mentally in a little bit. way. It, and it makes it makes you grateful every time you get to eat something. And it does give a lot of fighters um, like eating disorders now you sit down to a meal you don't have a contract you don't have a fight coming up you sit down to a meal you know you can eat as much as you want and you know there's going to be a time in the coming weeks in the coming months where you sign that contract now i have to make this weight mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. can't eat if i want to like so i create some eating disorders there
1: Pimblet seems to be okay with it
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh per tmz conor mcgregor will not face criminal charges over the interaction he had with a woman at the nba finals game prosecutors concluded there was insufficient evidence as well as contradicting and no corroborating witnesses to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that mcgregor sexually assaulted the woman during a bathroom meetup at the nuggets versus the heats yeah it's like some bitch wants to make money probably Mm -hmm because they walked out of the bathroom fine and she looked completely happy uh the UFC have removed the following eight <laughs> fighters from their roster John McDessie got the boot JP buys got the boot Shane Young got the boot Tucker Lutz Camila Kirk AJ Fletcher Andre Fiello, Carl Deaton damn yeah and, and it's weird when when you get depending on what your age you're at too what do you do hopefully you have something a backup plan that you have an idea of what you're gonna do after the UFC because you get cut from the UFC it's like you go to these lower promotions you're not going to make any money especially not enough money to survive so you got to have an idea or you can be like I'm gonna fucking battle back I'm gonna battle back if you're a little bit later in your 30s probably not but if you're young you're like okay if I can go put two wins together if I can go put two finishes together in the local region you might get another shot but that's tough um okay, here
2: we go how How old do you have to be too old to take a beat up you know, uh what do you mean? Well, you know, I, I love soccer and you know thirty four thirty three that's like the max in n m a like how old do you have to be until you say, "Hey, man, one punch in the face i'm I'm done uh like when, how old's too old? Yeah, I think everyone's
0: different. I think the lighter weights the lighter weights when you get around 35, 36, I think you're close to being done. Be done you yeah. see in the heavyweights though a lot of successful guys in their 40s. No shit. Still fighting. Mm-hmm. No way. And still yeah. uh damn brick good man. I think those lighter weights too, those big weight cuts, I think they uh they they take away from your longevity in the sport when you're doing big crash diet weight cuts all the time. Jeez. Dylan Danis claimed that he made a purse of over 1 million for his fight with Logan Paul on Saturday night I mean Dylan is the best troll out there He just really is And I wonder if he's a cool guy in real life But he's so delirious when it comes to fighting But all that delirious and almost retardation Got him this big fat payday It might be his last big payday (coughs) Who knows I I didn't watch it what happened? Yeah, I mean, he just kind of walked at him and it was a punching bag and Logan Paul just pretty much lit him up the whole time And he just tried to stay safe and go to a go to a decision and he tried some
2: jujitsu moves that failed Mr. I heard Blake. there was
1: a takedown attempt. Yeah, and Logan Jack Jackson boxing match. The, it's a
2: lot <laughs> of security there, man. Holy crap they, they knew that was gonna come right. They, they knew that was coming. Yeah. Yeah, for sure so it's kind of a little bit of embarrassing for Dylan but that's what i'm saying going back to the trash talk right i mean like these guys been doing this like it was only for a purpose for a reason at the end of the day like you know you gotta promote this fight whatever whatever it takes mm-hmm. and, and if
0: you and if you're mean and you say this shit too and yeah. and, and now a lot of people want to watch you get beat up whether yeah. they want to watch you get beat up or win then you now you're gonna have some more negotiation when it comes time to renew your contract and stuff compared to being quiet and humble it really is the entertainment business
1: yeah you pull the viewers they're gonna they're gonna look at you seriously yeah uh, that's i think a lot of these paul fights are like that though mm-hmm. i think there's so many people out there that just want to
2: see him get beat by somebody so yeah. he just keeps
0: and then he keeps winning he, which is kinda, picking
2: people out you know, and but uh, but it's kind of switching a little bit like now people are like oh freaking paul like oh wow I, I used to hate this guy and he's actually legit he's always pretty good yeah he's pretty good yeah yeah, there's
0: no
1: doubt the guy's got some boxing skills but um i also feel like the guys that do fight him uh they're like not the same you know these guys that came from whether it's ufc or they're retired boxers or whatever
0: yeah uh, they're a little bit older
1: and but there's not like the same person when they go to fight
0: him oh for sure uh, for sure Uh, i'm curious to
1: see what masvidal is going to act like
0: yeah again though like Jake Paul's in it he's training like a professional boxer every day these guys when you're an MMA when you're MMA fighter you box maybe you may just box maybe twice a week maybe once a week other than that it's kickboxing it's uh kickboxing with grappling it's jujitsu. it's wrestling so you're not doing it so you go against a kid a young kid that has a lot of money so he has good trainers and he trains every single day boxing pure boxing twice a day for what is it three years now he's going to be probably pretty fucking good Mm -hmm. and then fight this mma fighter who that's not their main art
1: who's trying to suppress all of his instincts to take you down or or kick you in the leg you know
0: yeah so this is an interesting uh post dan garner our nutritionist posted on his uh instagram the other day uh coffee is the most consumed beverage in the world epidemiology logical studies with prospective cohorts showed that coffee intake is associated with reduced cardiovascular and all cause mort- mortality independently at of caffeine content so this is uh this is a long um long this is like one of those studies actual studies but talks about the effects of coffee and how it's actually good for your liver
2: it's insanely <laughs> amazing. Just cut the sugar out of it, and just do a nice black coffee, a nice espresso, mm-hmm. a day. You're good. Quality, Oh, you're good. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. We gotta get you in, uh, you and whoever else is that you know, deeply interested in the little nuances of coffee like that. We can get you in and, and get you. Do like a cupping or something? Oh, that'll be fantastic. Where you're tasting all these different, like he's talking about the ones that are unwashed, like the naturals and the Mm. washed, and these fermented ones and the anaerobic or whatever, some funky stuff. And yeah, man, it's cool to just sit there with like a flight, like you'd get a flight of whiskey Mm. or whatever, and. And just taste them all and just see, like, you can taste the fruit on
2: them and stuff. It's, What's your
0: kind of, is yours just straight espresso or do you like a, like a cortada or do what it kind oh, of is? Yeah. Uh, my
2: favorite, I, I go for a cappuccino. Nice little cappuccino. Just, uh, no, no high, sweetener so. at all. No, no sweetener yeah. at all. Yeah.
0: I like some good raw milk, raw milk with raw the milk. coffee and a little bit of yeah. honey and you a little I heard bit of cinnamon.
2: That. I heard people are into the raw milk
0: thing. It's good. Really? Fuck, I think there's good. a
1: vendor at the farmer's market here that's got raw milk
0: yeah really yeah Um, there is. we
1: had a relationship with uh gosh what was her name i don't know i think they end up selling the farm but there's a lot of weird regulations around raw milk too
0: uh, yeah especially some states it's not even legal
1: right no crap really yeah Mm -hmm. oh wow they want it to be pasteurized processed all that stuff Mm -hmm.
0: recently i went to the cold brew or the i think it was the press warehouse where they do distribute all the cold brew and they make all these different caffeine beans and stuff. That's a pretty cool little joint they got going yeah. on. Nice big ass place. Um, so <laughs> All right, boys. I think that's it for the day. Thanks for coming in, Joko.
2: Pleasure, man. Thank it's you, man. If
0: you guys fun. are in Peoria, Glendale, make sure to try it out yeah. Bully Brew. Their their food's amazing. Nate whips it up back there and their coffees are amazing. Yeah. And uh, what's your shop's called, Joko?
2: It's called Berdin- Berdinas. Berdinas. What's yeah. the
0: cross streets?
2: So, Fifth Avenue in Scottsdale in Old Town. Okay. Um, and then we have um, Missouri and Phoenix, 12th in Missouri, as a little, a complex called the Fred. Sweet. Berdinas, yeah. Yeah.
0: Right on, guys. Yeah. All right, hit that like and subscribe button. And also on, on Snapchat now. Uh, Snapchat, Tim Welch MT. And for the ultimate supporters, uh, patreon.com slash Red Hawk Academy so give it a give it a give it a look and hit that like and subscribe button comment what you guys think below love you guys see you next week bye -bye.